1: You're listening to AI in Action. I'm your host, JP Valentine. Today, we are joined by Chet Chambers. Chet is the chief evangelist for UiPath Americas. Chet, welcome to the show.
2: Oh, thank you very much. And it's the chief RPA evangelist.
1: Chief RPA evangelist. Well, That's right. Uh,
2: and it holds true because all my job is now is traveling the country and telling the truth about what's possible with RPA and AI and how, to, how does that help your data scientists?
1: Living the dream, as you told me just a few minutes ago. (laughs) Every day's
2: a holiday and every meal a feast.
1: Amazing. Well, Chet, I think what would be good is to just get a bit of a background on yourself, your journey through technology, and then we can talk about uh, how you first came uh, into contact with RPA. Uh,
2: A lot of your listeners are not going to remember what a 286 and a 486 was, but back before the day of Pentium, uh, that was processor speed. And my very first job in tech, was trading out 286s for 486s. It was desktop support. Physically pull this box out, hook that one back up. That was how I got started. And I was intrigued with, uh, you imagine a country kid uh, now working with computers. And I've swapped all these computers out. And I got to ask him, well, how do they all talk to each other? So, oh, well, that's called the networks. Okay, how does the network work? And they gave me a book. So I read the book and I said, oh, okay. So I've got to run through routers and switches. Well, how do those work? And they gave me another book. Uh, So I came up uh, through the ranks, uh, went from desktop support to LAN and WAN. Uh, I was a 400 operator for a while, uh, spent a lot of my career in EDI. Uh, I've had every job inside of IT uh, over the past 27 or so years. Uh, And it's it's been a real journey. Now, the exciting part about that was I ran across RPA about a decade ago. Um, these companies that are out there now were kind of new and, you know, I was scraping information off the web. Now i had been using C sharp and Perl scripts and, you know, all the different ways to try to automate my job, uh, from the very beginning. And, and when I saw RPA come on the scene, I knew that was it.
1: Interesting. So uh, I think what's what's a good story is to talk about uh, before your your two previous roles before uh, moving to UiPath, the impact that RPA had and that would then lead to why you actually switched internally.
2: Yeah, so I was actually running one of my competitor software. I set up a shop uh, from scratch. This is two companies ago. Uh, And was getting some some really big success, and I was out speaking for the vendor and and met a woman by the name of Mary Lassity. Now, Mary Lassity at the time was the foremost authority in the world on RPA, and she was writing a book. Uh, And she asked me if I would contribute, and I kind of laughed. Now, understand, if y'all can't tell, I'm from Texas. I am definitely from Texas, and uh, a Texas boy with a Southern draw this big, I I couldn't see how I could write that down and it come out right. But she worked with me, and and we wrote a chapter to the book, and it was all about – how was I able to produce the results that I was able to produce um, with the staff that I had uh, because I was using interns. Now, understand the secret weapon that I had was a young lady named Tanzil Zahara. Uh, and Tanzil, if you're listening, I told you I'd never take credit for your work. She built everything that I've ever gotten credit for. We were together about seven years and, and uh, so we wrote this chapter in the book. Um, Marie Myers, uh, it was the corporate controller in, in uh, HP, uh, she inherited uh, the innovation team from IT. IT had failed. They were going to shut it down. Uh, this new corporate controller, Marie Meyer, says, no, no, no. Digital transformations come and Give me the group. Well, she took on innovation without knowing anything about it. And, boy, she got out on the, the, the trail and started finding out everything there was to know about RPA and automation and digital transformation. Well, she met Mary Lassity and bought the book. So she's on her flight home. She reads the book, gets off the airplane uh, and says, holy smokes, this guy talking about me is only three and a half hours away. Let's get him down here. And so I actually got a call from Mary Lassie she said, hey, would I talk to Marie Myers, the corporate controller at HP? And uh, I thought, well, yeah, sure. I'll talk to her. And she said, hey, I'm putting together a team down here. We've, we, we want you to look at our department. Are you willing to come? And of course, my answer in those days was, sure, my bots are all working. I've got all the time in the world. Uh, and so I went down there and spent the day with her and we went through the program and they had several things that, that they were new to it and had, had not had experience before. So I said, you know, change this and change that and do this a little different. And, uh, it was a great meeting and I came on back home. Well, about two weeks later the phone rang again and it was Marie and she says, look, I've got some, some problems in production. Would you be willing to come back? And so I went down there and looked at it and what they had done is they had 13 different data feeds into these different forms Well, when they tested it, it worked great. But when they put it in production, it was so slow, they couldn't figure out what the problem was. Well, as holds true, if you test everything sequentially and test, when you put it into production, reality sets in and everything doesn't come sequential. So I showed them how to run multi feeds off a single source and and some different things. And I told her, I said, look, it's about 2.30 and my wife is cooking chicken fried steak for dinner tonight. So I'm going to be there when it's hot. So I need to get going. And she said, well, let's talk about it a little bit. You know, let's talk about your career. And I said, well, Marie, that, that's great and all. But, you know, you guys are in Houston. I'm I'm up next to Dallas. So I'm going to head back. And she she looked at me and she said, do you like your boss? I said, well, yeah, she's okay. I mean, not the best one I ever had. But, yeah, she's, she's good enough. But, no, we're not friends. And Marie Myers stood up, looked me dead and I said, that's all I needed. Thanks. And left. And so Patrick O'Heden was the other VP there. I said, Patrick, I was storming out on the corporate controller. Here at HP, and she just stole my thunder and left. And of course, he laughed and slapped me on the back and said, We'll be in touch. And they were, they made the offer. And, and of course, if you know anything about Texas, if you live in Dallas, you don't go to Houston. And uh, so they made the offer and I said no. They made that second offer and I said no, a little slower. Um, they made the third offer and I told my wife B, I said, B, I'll be in Houston from Sunday afternoon till <laughs> til, till till midday on Thursday. Uh, looks like we're we're moving to to HP, uh, and that that's how I got got moved on from one company to another, and ended up being the executive director uh, for HP of innovation. And we did 224 bots uh, in a little over a year. Uh, it was 20 million in savings. It was over 300,000 hours of automation, uh, and we did that with with UiPath. Uh, I'd walked in, you know, the people that I'd been using before, but this dark horse I'd never heard of UiPath before so handily won our poc that i had no choice but to go with them uh, and man i'm sure sure glad that i, I did uh, i've i've used several different platforms and several different programs uh, i've set them up at scale and man i've i've never enjoyed a tool more than i've enjoyed you up at
1: amazing amazing so uh, look you've you've been on both sides of the fence having implemented it at a large scale but what was the the conversations that brought you to transition from what is an amazing role at hp into now being the 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 main guy in uipath
2: well so i i knew um i I knew from the beginning that rpa was where it was going to go i was just early uh, and when, when I met the folks at UiPath and, and I saw what we were able to do inside of HP with this tool, I went to the owner, Daniel Dines. He's a great guy, by the way. And I said, Daniel, I'm on the wrong side of the fricking fence here. I said, I'm your, your biggest deployment. Um, you know, I'm speaking on stage on your behalf. Uh, I need to be on that side doing this for a living instead of actually being the one that, you know, builds and runs this stuff. Uh, and we were able to, to come to an agreement and, and, uh, over a little time. Uh, it was the right time to move. And I got to come over here and be the chief evangelist. Now, the the great thing about that is, as you can tell, I am not short on words. And they offered me a job where I'm going to stand up there with a microphone and just talk to them about it. I said, boy, I can start on Monday. When can we get this going? (laughs) And uh, I haven't looked up since. I'm two to four cities a week. I'm all over North Central, South America. And I absolutely love it. And the reason I love it, Is because all I get to do is go and tell people the truth and show them how to do this at scale. Speed is good, but speed at scale is what's required to move the needle.
1: Amazing, amazing! What a journey thus far! And look, clearly, it plays to your strengths uh, on both sides. You, you've used that you're an advocate, but you're also very good at at, at promoting it. Um, so in your current role, what what are the main objectives, and what are some some of the challenges that you face?
2: Yeah, so I do a couple different things. One, I'm on stage. Uh, speaking at events in Atlanta, and uh, there's a number of the, the events that I go to and speak. Uh, I really love those because you get to address the mass, and we talk about, look, this is not a mystery. If you want to do RPA, it is not something you have to figure out. We will show you how to do this at scale. I make the joke, let me guide you down the UI path. Um, so that's part of it is on, on stage. The other part that I, I really love is working with the sales leaders. Uh, As I'm visiting customers, I'm with customers every single week uh, and I get to go in there and say, okay, let me see your program. So I'm an old dirt track racer, a small block Chevrolet guy, uh, and and I can make one turn like a sewing machine and man, that carburetor just has a certain sound when it's tuned right. And what I do is I go into these companies and I go, okay, if you're already doing RPA, crank it up, let me hear it run. How does it sound? Where are you hurting? Uh, And this is how you fix that. Or if you're just getting started saying, okay, you don't have to figure this out. You're going to need some people here and some people here, and these are the skill sets, and this is how you train it, and this is how you're going to intake it, and this is how you take the work off of your data scientist, and this is how you push forward you know, intelligent automation across the organization. Uh, and my great joy in life is to see the light come on from the customer of, holy smokes, I knew this was going to work, and now I have a plan on how to go about executing it. That
1: that sounds amazing. Um, a lot of a lot of fun conversations, I'm sure. Once the clients really see the impact, um, what excites you most about the future of RPA, in particular your work at UiPath? Yeah.
2: yeah, so that's a good one. Um, the the next evolution, and so 50 to to 70 percent of a data scientist's time is spent collecting and cleaning data, and I think that's a crime. They spent the time to get a doctorate in mathematics. I need them doing math. So if you want to have a great day. Um, shut down the machines, have your data scientists come in and write out on a whiteboard their algorithm. It'll be a calculus equation about as long as your arm, but go variable by variable. So position one, variable one data scientist, what is that? Uh, that's DSO or that's, you know, inventory or whatever it is, bot, go get it. Now, data scientists, what is your definition of a clean record? Bot, clean the records in transit, only near time clean data is now allowed in my analytics database, go. Now, position two, variable two, and so on and so on and so on. And what it did is it opened up the time for really smart people to do really smart things because they weren't having to spend their time cleaning their data. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's one of the biggest um, frustrations we hear from uh, data science groups of the amount of time spent just cleaning data, data wrangling, because it's so, so much of it is just unstructured data that in order for them to be effective, they've got to spend 80% of their time just getting it all together.
2: That's right. So now imagine if, if 80% of your time is covered by a bot or multiple bots, because I don't see one bot doing everything, now, I, that's not what I'm telling you. What I'm telling you is we're gonna put a series of bots in places so that they provide data in the format and with the, the cleanliness required um, for data scientists to really start making predictive outcomes. Now, that's on the, the analyst and data scientist side. On the sheer automation side, um, the, the big deal is that a lot of places don't really understand how to measure the ROI of an automation. So if you ask anyone, and I always do this in every meeting, I ask for the customer or somebody in the crowd to tell me, how do, you, how do you determine what the value of an automation is? And every time they come back with, well, it's efficiency. Well, it is. And efficiency is defined by the number of man hours removed from the workforce times the geographic hourly rate, because the economics of robotics in Bangalore are very different than the economics of robotics in Southern California. Would you agree? Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, but that's only 20% of the value. You need to look at cost avoidance. Where did you have to bring in con- contractors? Where did IT have to write you an app? You need to look at risk avoidance. You know, do you believe you paid a fine? If you don't think you've paid a fine, go to treasury, go to tax, go to procurement and find out where you didn't pay an invoice net 10 and get 2% back. It's money on the floor. Then you have your compliance and your audits. Once you automate something, it is, you can continuously audit and you can check every record because the bots are doing the work. Uh, and then accuracy; those five things together uh, bring about the value of a single automation. Now, understand there are multiple automations on a single bot, so the numbers get pretty big pretty quick.
1: Exciting possibilities. Um, one question that follow to follow on this, and I'm sure it's something you get asked, particularly by people who don't fully understand it or are are really apprehensive about the implementation will robots take my job battling the negative stigmas so can you can you help me and help, yeah. help people listening to understand the yes, possibilities I
2: can. so understand in the old days and i'm talking 10 years ago eight 10 years ago the purpose of rpa was to eliminate work from the workforce uh, and it was successful at that but that was a short-sighted view what we see now is that you know what i, I don't need to lay off people from work what I need is them for, to do these things, which are of greater value, rather than the day-to-day work that they do. So my elevator pitch was this. And I used to pitch in, in the office. If I was on the elevator with you, you got my 30-second pitch. And that was, hey, let me do what you do all day so that you can go and do the things that you ought to be doing. And, and what I found is that has held true. We don't want to let Martha go. We love Martha's travel experience, but we need Martha working on things that either increase our, our customer experience, make it better for our customers, or we need Martha working on things that are going to cut costs to the bottom line. We need Martha to start looking at things that she's never had time to look at because she's been bogged down in her day-to-day work. So net-net, RPA is creating new jobs. Now, the interesting thing with that is I watch careers grow every single day. If you are a young person and you are technically savvy, go become an RPA developer or a solution architect or something in the RPA arena because it is everywhere. Uh, And we're about 11 or 12 percent penetrated across the global markets. When that crosses 15 percent, you're going to see what happened with Excel and Lotus. You're going to see RPA walk in and and once it's mainstream, the, the growth will be 10x. Uh, and that's what we're back to in this next year.
1: It's so exciting for, for the people who are uh, curious and, and understand that the possibilities. It, although we've ex- experienced such insane growth, it feels like we're only just beginning. And, oh,
2: absolutely.
1: Um, um. So for companies who haven't, have not yet implemented RPA, what are the steps? If I was a small to mid-sized organization, I do you, call, <laughs> 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 call you, so just lay yeah. it out for us, for people who, who like the sound of it, they sure. understand that it can benefit the business. What are the steps? To go,
2: out to, go out to UiPath.com and go to the academy. Now, one of the things that's unique about UiPath, we've been talking about RPA as a market. Let's talk about UiPath for a minute. We will train you for free. I will certify any one of your listeners if they will go out to the academy, go to UiPath, go to the academy, and start taking the training. There's a test at the end. You pass the test. You get your certificate, and you can start doing RPA work in the industry today. So if you're a company and you're not doing RPA, uh, you need to get us in there and talk to us. Don't believe me and do not believe my competition. Put us head-to-head on a pilot and pick the one that best works in your environment. Now keep these things in mind. What is going to be your cost to train your staff? I'll do it for you for free. And then that's the advanced degree. That's not a basic degree because some of my competitors will give you, they'll teach you how to add and subtract. They won't teach teach you calculus. I'll teach you both. Uh, The other thing is look at a tool that's gonna be open and be able to work inside your framework. There's lots of different tools. HP had 13 different ERPs on the back end, 13. Okay now that played into the strength of RPA because RPA lets you stitch those systems together and let them work like a unified system because it can log in the same way the user logs in i t doesn't get upset because you're going through the interface so all of their measures or security measures are still there in place uh, so if you're if you're currently a customer that's to, that wants to start in RPA Go out there and pull us down. We won the magic quadrant. We're the upper right-hand corner. I would tell you, hands down to you, our path, but I'm a little biased because I've been so successful with it. Um, but the, the, get out there and get started. Get a hold of a sales rep. Have them come out, do a demo for you. Pick one of your use cases, and then let us go head-to-head. Let us show you what is the best solution for your environment. But get started because you know the, the growth next year is going to be substantial.
1: I think it's a very important message to, to, to put out there that it, you don't need to be this multi-billion dollar uh, organization to benefit from this. This can really impact all businesses and all walks of life. So
2: yeah. it's hey, do you want ex- the secret of a successful RPA program? Please. I'll give you the secret. So if you talk to Wall Street, they tell you to follow the money, right? Well, when you talk about RPA, follow the labor. Where is your company, regardless of its size, spending its man-hours worth of work? Go there first. Does that make sense?
1: Absolutely does. Um, so talking about the labor and the workforce, what is the future of the RPA workforce? What are the most common professions that are going to come from this so we as, a, as a, an industry can prepare for that, we can educate people and help them align themselves yeah. to future
2: careers? So there's there's going to be a VP of, of RPA or a VP of automation in every company in the next 18 months. There's, that means if there's a VP, there's going to be a senior director and a director and a manager. So those with the experience of doing this today are going to be those leaders in the next 18 months. Uh, if you're brand new and not involved at all, go get trained. Go get trained. I'll train you for nothing. It's online. It's classroom-based or classroom-quality training that is out there for free and it's level one, level two, level three. Now if you don't want to become a developer and understand I've built my career with interns. Okay? I an intern can take the three levels of training and then come and spend a week with one of my masters and can absolutely start to develop and deploy uh bots inside an organization. So if you have college kids as a workforce, that's pretty inexpensive compared to, you know, a, a 40, 50 year old guy who's been banging away at, you know, RPG or whatever is, you know, their programming language has been because development is different now. In the old days, if you were gonna make an RPA or an RPG program, it's on one world on the AS400, I'm dating myself again. You know, your first 400 lines of code were declaring your functions, declaring your variables, and building your frame. That's not how it is anymore. You know, these are components that you are configuring to work inside your environment. The heavy code's already been written.
1: So in summary, um To to close off on what's been an amazing conversation, um, you've already given many great pieces of advice, but if you're speaking to aspiring engineers and they said to you, okay, what will the career look like in five years' time if I get in now? Um, How can we get them excited about the prospect of RPA?
2: At a couple of my prior jobs, I ran 30 interns at a time. Uh, If you were one of the top interns, I'll let you work while you went back to school. Uh, And you were automatically enrolled or, you know, on the program next year. When you graduated, I hired you. Okay, now you could stay with me for a year, 18 months before you wanted to go out and chase the dollars that are in the market. And then I was, I felt like a fishery. I would release the trout into the wild and young minds would go and flourish in other companies because of the training and the experience that they had had with me. If you're in college and want a job in the technical field, I'll train you for free. Go to the academy at uipath.com. Once you get your certifications, jobs are right, are easy. They're everywhere. Um, once you do that and you've got some experience deploying this stuff, in five years, you're the boss. And when you're the boss, then another company is going to bring you in and say, hey, I want to do this. Uh, can you set up my department? To which, yeah, absolutely. I've already set a couple of these up, and this is how it works. And and uh, the other thing is to get involved with the community that's out there. So you have Path and the the academy that, that are online are huge. There are over 400,000. You know users out there now get on the message boards get involved with the RPA community these guys know where the other jobs are and who's going where and hey look at this problem have you seen that it is a community in and of itself and I would say get as immersed in it as you can if you want a job there's one in RPA for you
1: amazing well Chet this has been incredible Um, I think there's so much to learn from this I'm excited for people to to learn more about RPA and its potential Um, thank you very much for your time
2: yep Anytime.
0: AI in Action is brought to you by Aldus International, covering your business's staffing, consulting, and networking needs. Aldus offers an exec search program. Aldus can help you discover how data science and AI can transform your company. With our unrivaled network of C suite executives and senior AI professionals, we offer retained search services across the US and Europe. Get the Aldus Advantage. Become a member of the Aldus community and enjoy some of the following AI Meetups. Once a month, our community gathers to listen to some of the leading experts in the world of data science and AI. Our speakers come from all over the world, including Dublin, Boston and Frankfurt. We also have our AI mentors. Our experts will provide mentoring to Aldis members. And don't forget our AI on Action podcast. Each week, we have guests from all over the world talking us through their education, career and more. Become an allus member and get the allus advantage. For more information and to sign up for our newsletter, log on to www.allus.com. That's www.aldus.com. Aldus International. Empowering through AI.